going to whisper some things to you now about crunch chocolate bars. Because apparently this whispering thing is a thing that makes you feel things. It's saying something crunchy is coming in the candy wrapper language. Mm. Imagine your tongue hiking up those crispy, rocky ridges. Now, drum roll, please. Wow, that's good. Crunchy munchy chocolate doesn't whisper. Turn up the fun with Crunch. This episode is brought to you by the Inspire Collection by Kalia. You shouldn't settle for just any old pair of leggings. You deserve something better, something designed with you in mind. Like the new Inspire leggings by Kalia. Their most versatile collection yet, made for any workout. They're lightweight, buttery soft, breathable, and made with lycra adaptive fiber, which molds to your body for a barely there supportive fit. It's perfect for wherever your wellness routine takes you. Shop the Inspire Collection by Kalia now, exclusively at Dick's Sporting Goods. Hello, I'm Josh Whittacombe. And I'm Rob Beckett. Welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell, the show in which Rob and I discuss what it's like to be a parent during lockdown, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, in an effort to make some kind of sense of the current situation... And to make me feel better about my increasingly terrible parenting skills... Each episode we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how well they're coping. Or hopefully not. And we will be hearing from you, the listener, with your tales of lockdown parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, none of us know what we're doing. Hello, and you are listening to Lockdown Parenting Hell with... Josh Whittacombe. Rug Rug fungal. Rug fungal. Rug fungal. Nothing else, just a bit of rug fungal. A dog rug fungal and what sounded like Kerry Godleman playing a little Cockney (laughs) character. (laughs) So, this is my son Albert, great name. Albert. He is three years old Mm -hmm. uh, from Mia Fam in Kent. Do you know that, Rob? Mia fam, no, but it sounds like somewhere that's fairly nondescript in Kent, so that's why they've gone heavy on the S3, South East London, East London accent. Yeah. How are you spelling that? M-E-O-P-H-A-M. Oh, Mepham. Mepham. Fucking, fucking Mepham, mate. Mia fam, you fucking stiff neck dick. I'm sorry, I don't I don't know the exact pronunciation of every place in Kent. You sound like an American, like Edinburgh. <laughs> In Birmingham, Alabama. Mepham, Mepham. mate. Near Gravesend. You've, you've probably driven through it on the way to the gig. Um, oh, Rob, Mepham, I... yeah. Population 9,500. That was in 2011. People have been fucking, probably more. Yeah. Um, the parish covers 6.5 square miles. Albert, Albert wasn't on that list, so that's, no. that's one. That's one extra, isn't it? Yeah, Mepham. Uh, it's near Gravesend. Um, I know Mepham, mate. Nice. nice. No, it's all right, actually. Nice little village. Chatham's a bit lively. I wouldn't go there, but um, um, no, Mepham's nice. So uh, that was Albert and their Whippet Macy. Oh, a Whippet. This is old school, isn't it? This is Mepham's like the yeah. 1970s. He's a handful and I'm tired, she says. That's Aww. Steph Franz. Great surname, Franz. Steph Franz. Or F-R-A-N-S. Uh, no, Zed, like Franz Ferdinand. Oh, what a name. Steph Franz. Great name. Feels like a German spider just settled in Mepham. <laughs> And that's how they give it away, because they'd say Mia Fam rather yeah, than Mepham. Exactly. Um, Josh, I've got a confession. I'm slightly hungover. 
Oh no, Rob. I'm parent hungover though. If I didn't have children, I would be absolutely fine. Yeah, but when yeah, they yeah. woke you up at six, wanting stuff, you just you just a bit foggy. But don't worry, I've got. What did you drink? Um, I'm still on keto, and I so I've been drinking scotch and Coke Zero like a mad divorcee. Oh wow, Scotch yeah. and Coke Zero. And how Chivas, Scot- I've been on the old Chivas. I've been I've been playing Warzone and drinking it on my computer, and I it's quite tragic, really. I sort of because when I'm in playing Warzone, it is sort of like what would happen if Lou left me. I'd just do that for hours, yeah. and I actually now you'd be I just, on the keto because obviously you'd be going back on the you know meat, isn't it, to be feel manly again? Yeah. Um, well, I get the Coke Zero can. I drink some of it, and then I pour the Scotch directly into the can. Oh wow. Why is that? Save on washing up. Can't be bothered to get a glass. I sort of quite like the tragedy of it. Has she left you, Rob? Be honest. Um, well, I don't. I, no, not yet. But you know, lockdown's getting lifted. We'll see. Let's see what happens after Easter. <laughs> it's, I tell you what, parenting's hard in Easter, isn't it? They're always there. Oh, mate. They're just always in your house. I'll be honest. I've been filming all week, and the guilt is. Yes. You. So oh. you've been. You didn't know that your daughter was off. You thought the nursery run all year, but they're they're off for Easter. And I've been away filming every day. You normally only do Friday nights, don't you? <laughs> also, I need to before we properly crack on here, Josh. I've got loads to talk about about my children. But I got a little cough. I've not got COVID. I've had a test. Negative. It's basically. Was it a drive-in? It was a little drive-in. Just turned up down around the corner. Quick up the nose, in the throat. Bob's your uncle. Nothing wrong. Nice to get out of the house. Nice to get out of the house. <laughs> but I am. Um, I do. I'm a bit coughy, but it's um. It's not a dry cough. It's a wet cough combined oh, nice. with severe hay fever. Because I don't know if there's any hay fever guys out there. There's been some. The hay fever the last few weeks has been outrageous, and I found out why. Basically, when the weather goes from hot to cold, which we've had, we've had snow, yeah, it's been we've all had the shop. sunburn faces. The pollen panics, Josh. The pollen panics. It panics and releases because it thinks it's winter again. Get it out. It's snowing. Let's get this pollen moving. So your nose is like, fucking hell, what's going on here? Your chest gets involved. Before you know it, you've got guardian squint eye and you're sneezing and coughing (laughs) everywhere and everyone thinks you're vidded up. (laughs) But I ain't got it. I'm clean, people. Do you know what I like about this podcast? You're learning as well. We're learning. (laughs) Pollen panics. Who knew? I know. Do you want some more learning? Do you want a quick bit of learning, Rob? Yeah, learn me up, boy. Uh, this is from Annie Frith. Wet cardboard isn't recyclable. Oh, fuck off, Annie Frith. All right? <laughs> I don't care anymore. What do you mean it's non-recyclable? It clogs up the wet mashing machines. The, the wet mashing machine. So it's going to get wet and mashed anyway? Don't take this up with me. Look, look I, I'm fucking sick of this, Josh. I try my best every week to do the recycling. Sundays, I, I separate it all. You, you I separate put it, it between your 14 bins? I've got 14 bins and they're going. Sometimes I swear the bin men, and I'd say bin men, I've been, well, bin person. I've never seen a female bin person. But you can't say bin man. Can you say bin man? Am I going to get cancelled for you this? You know what? I think you'd have got away stressful. with it if you hadn't drawn attention okay, to it, Okay, right, Rob. all right. When the bin people come, sometimes yeah. I don't always put it in the recycling thing. The bin people sounds like a children's story, doesn't it? <laughs> the bin people, like, they come out of the bin. No, these are the people employed by the council. Right. It feels like I'm going to come on this show and go, I've just watched 14 episodes of the bin people. <laughs> so fucking bored of watching the bin people. Do you know what my mob do, my council do? I have to, because the little black box they give me is so small and I can't get the cardboard in it, I have to put it in a big bin, yeah? But they won't allow the cardboard to be put in a big bin that clips onto the bin lorry. I have to put it in plastic bags. So I'm having to put cardboard in plastic bags to recycle. 
fuck knows what's going on down the recycling plant, Josh. But if I can't give them wet cardboard, what can I do? I'm sick of it. It's too hard to be good. I'm with Annie. Oh, so. Of course you are. I'm, I'm trying my best there, Josh. I've stopped burning tyres in my garden after listening <laughs> to Greta Thunberg. She turned me off for that. I'm trying. But I've not... So I've not set fire to a fridge for about two or three months now. <laughs> well, we will come to we will come to fridges. Right? Sorry for telling Annie to fuck off. I apologise, Annie, because she's only given us nice information. You was learning me, but I apologise for that. But I just I, I'm just sick of it, Josh. I'm trying. You wouldn't apologise if you knew her views on reality TV, Rob. Does she yeah. not like? She's she's agreed with me on I'm a celebrity, Rob. Well, that explains it, doesn't it? Anyone that knows that wet cardboard cannot be recyclable is not watching enough telly. They're doing too much reading. <laughs> They're finding out too much stuff. This is the problem with stiff necks. You find out too much stuff and it makes you worry. Ignorance is bliss. We're not here for a long time. Don't get worried about it. The way I look at the world, I know climate change is bad, but we're fucked. We're not here for a long time if you keep giving wet cardboard to the council, Rob. We've got to stop trying to save the world, Josh. It's dying, right? The world's dying. Let's just rag it like an old fiesta. Let's just fucking (laughs) rinse it and just enjoy ourselves on the way to the scrapyard. That's my... That's not my approach. I'm still trying to save the planet, but it's You're hard. Trying. And part You're of me trying. just wants to rag it home to the scrapyard, but we can't, can, can we? Can I ask a question, Rob? Can I ask a re- question, Rob? Yeah, go on. What, talk about reality. What she said about reality. How, how many whiskeys did you have last night, Rob? I had a lot of whiskey, mate. Really, whiskey yeah, really helps. Yeah, it does feel like that way. If you haven't got an opinion, have a whiskey. It really helps. <laughs> <laughs> I'm chivazzed up, ready to go. <laughs> Um, how many coffees you had this morning, Rob? Well, one big one and a bowl of strawberries. And I've not had that much sugar free. Strawberries and yogurt with a little bit of sugar free maple syrup and a tiny bit of granola. Um, keto friendly. I'm raring to go for the day, Josh. I want to know how your parenting's been this week, Rob. Well, um, first of all, before we get to that, I've got another thing to bring up, Josh. The reality TV thing's kicked off. I've had... Oh, I thought we were, were going to come to it. Well, we have to get it done early before we talk about parenting. I've had at least 10 text messages about the fact that you don't know anything about I'm a Celebrity and people just cannot get their head around it. So you have never watched an episode? No, that's not true. No, I watched no. it when Joel was in it, obviously, because I'm friends Oh, because you want to see Joel, yeah. So you, like, if I say to you, Gillian McKee fainting. Well, ah, now. You know that one? I tell you why I know that one, because I listened to a podcast in which Louis Theroux interviewed Rylan, and Louis Theroux uh, said that he'd been researching Rylan, and Rylan had said that was his top reality moment. Oh, yeah. And so one. Louis Theroux talked to him about it. That was the first I'd heard of Gillian McKeith fainting. Okay. Louis Theroux said it was, it was quite shocking, but Rylan said you need the context of Gillian McKeith being kind of awful before it. Oh, yeah, Is no, that it's hilarious. Fair? She fake faints to get out of doing a task. Amazing. It's brilliant. Um, Gino De Campo Rat. Do you know about this? Are you making... I, <laughs> why don't you put some false ones in, Rob, and see whether I could... <laughs> okay, well, Gino De Campo yeah. Rat's a real one. Do you know that okay. one? Okay. No, I don't know Gino De Campo Rat. Basically, so. they didn't get enough food for camp, so he found a rat that was running around the, the no. set and killed it and cooked it. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. And did they eat it? Uh, yeah, I think they did. Yeah, they were starving hungry. Wow. Uh, Paul Burrell's Scream. Yeah, so I know that. You know, I that know one, that yeah. Paul Burrell, because that was a big deal, Paul Burrell. Yeah, that was that was a huge... Um, hate from Steps and The Cockatoo. No, that's not true. Right? I've made that one up, yeah. yeah. Um, Amir Khan and the Strawberries? Now, I know Amir Khan did it because um, he did the same one as Shappy, didn't he? Yeah, and you watched that. So you only watch it when a comedian's on. Okay, so you've seen I, a bit yeah. of it. So you're not yeah, yeah. too out of the loop, but yeah, you just yeah. know Fatima Whitbread knows you didn't get it. Well, I've got some in- info on Fatima Whitbread knows, Rob. Yeah, great. Okay. 
Uh, listening to series two, episode 21 about Fatima Whitbread's nostril cockroach. <laughs> and I thought you'd like this story. This is from Elizabeth Kane. I used to work in a hairdresser's mm-hmm. where Fatima Whitbread would get her hair cut. <laughs> so I don't know why it's funny, Fatima Whitbread getting a haircut, but yeah. it is, isn't it? And when she came out of the jungle, she brought in the cockroach that had been lodged in her nose oh, no. during the iconic TV moment. It was amazing. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I'm a big reality TV fan, but I don't need to see it in a jar. <laughs> she takes it with her. This woman's won gold medals, hasn't she? Yeah, yeah, no, but she turns up with her cockroach. <laughs> she don't f- f- leave the medals at home, but it's my cockroach. Imagine wow. going, I'm just going up to hairdressers. I should bring the cockroach. It must be awkward, story. though. Does she know that they... Because the thing is, I'd, I'd think everyone would know that reference, but she must go to some hairdressers and be like, oh, I've got it with me. And if they're like you, they'll be like, I've got no idea why she's got a cockroach in her jar. <laughs> She hasn't brought it. She doesn't want that style, does she? Is that why she's brought it? She wants me to copy that style. <laughs> Just short round the back and sides and durable, please, like this little guy. <laughs> uh, so, do you know what, Rob? I was thinking about reality TV. Yeah. And I loved uh, the first four series of Big Brother. Yeah, Big Brother's great. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. very you. In fact, the other day when I was bored, I, uh, on my own, worked out that I could name every member of Big Brother 1 in the order they are evicted. Wow, that is unbelievable. That's a total waste of time. No, I um, think that's. A, I think that could be. Pro- I think we should go Vegas. <laughs> I could take you with me. You could help me out. <laughs> remembering the order of stuff has got to be helpful somewhere, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. As long as it's real. And I, I loved Will Young versus Gareth Gates. I enjoyed. Yeah, that, that was good. That was a good. Okay. Oh was yeah, good. so it's a bit fair enough. You just yeah. So what is it? As you've got older, you just sort of you've grown out of it. Or... I've just lost touch, Rob. Lost I've just touch. lost touch. You know, you're not really in with TikTok anymore. You don't know. Don't bother. Oh, with I, I never was, Rob. I never was. Ollie I mean, Ball. I mean, that doesn't ring any bells to you, does it? Ollie Ball. I don't know. It's Ollie Ball here, and uh, no, that, that little no. catchphrase. No, one of those famous. Look, no, I know. Bobby Ball. No, it's not him. Okay. It's not him. Right, let's. How was your parenting week, Josh? What's that? You've been working all week. You've not seen. Been you working not seen... all week. Um. Oh, interesting. Interesting parenting moment, Rob. Yes. My daughter woke up at three a.m. having had a nightmare. Oh no! My daughter had that as well, but like was shaking with fear. It's grim, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And how how did you set? Did you have to get him to bed with her and settle her or anything or what? Well, happened? we got her into our bed for the first time ever, Rob. Oh, properly. We've done it a couple of times when she was. Ill back in the day, we'd go on the floor yeah. of her room when she was in the old bed. But this, she came into our bed and she slept in our bed in the middle from three a.m. And I know you're not you're told not to do stuff yeah. like that, aren't you, Rob? And you're like, it'll set a precedent, blah blah blah. It was I loved it, Rob. Well, that's the thing. It is nice when they're there and they're cute in the morning and stuff. Yeah. But you just don't want them being nine and doing it. No. When there's people that go like, oh, yeah, they slept they slept in bed with me until I was about 13. Imagine having pubes and sleeping in your mum's bed. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's right when they're young, like pubed up geezer next year. Fucking hell. <laughs> um, but it was lovely. And it did make me go, God, I've been like so, you know, these kind of parenting rules that you're like, you simply can't. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. But I, I think it's fine that everything in moderation, isn't it? And if she's not well or upset, that's fine. Like, when when my three year old was upset, Lou got in bed with her and stayed there for an hour or so until she told Lou to get out of her bed, which was quite funny. About an hour later, I'm like, go back to your bed, mum. <laughs> no room. But you have these all these set rules. Yeah. Now, obviously. There, but for the grace of God, I don't want to be Tom Parry, Rob. Oh no, that the amount of people that ask me if Tom Parry's okay. 
because of his schedule. And all they say is, I can't believe you're so happy about it. He almost felt giddy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, and I think, why it was, I think it was such a good podcast is because every parent had that moment where at the time you think what you're doing is absolutely fine, but you look back and go, oh my God, I cannot believe that was my life for about four weeks. Yeah. Uh, I've seen, I've, I've since seen Tom because I visited him in Exeter uh, when I was working there. So they've moved out of the of his mother-in-law's house. So they've got their own house. Yeah. He's no longer staying up all night with the baby on him. Okay. So I was in his garden and he pointed through the kitchen window yeah. to his office and it was the cupboard under the stairs. So he was working. <laughs> bit like Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. And he's a, Tom Barry's a big man. He's a, he's a big man. 6'2", six 6'3", six but yeah. like solidly built, like a rugby player, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> under the stairs. And he said, and I'm sure you've had this, Rob, this thing where, you know, when you're working from home and you... Uh, you think, I don't, I can't go down and make a cup of tea because I'll get caught. Yeah. I mean, he's got that, but he's under the stairs. So he's under the stairs. <laughs> Trying to work. Trying to work, thinking, I can't leave under he'll the stairs. He'll love it, though. He's so, you, could, you could invite him around for dinner and give him a bowl of dog shit, and he'll go, oh, lovely, Rob. Thank you very much. Very kind of you. <laughs> Such a Gobble positive person. Gobble it up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's put, got any more of this? That was great. I've never had anything like that before. Thanks, Rob. Um, oh, that's good that he's in a slightly better uh, schedule, because you, you that was not a long-term policy for those who go back and listen to it if you're not listening to it he basically stayed up all night didn't he with a baby on him yeah um, yeah it's one of, it's, it's one of our best episodes in many ways uh how's your parenting been rob uh parenting well it's been pretty good actually we sent the the eldest to super camp in oh, easter wow. so basically we um because she's not really had much chance to socialize with her new school friends because she's either at school or at home and because of lockdown they, she, they can't really see each other so we put them in, put her into Supercamp for three days over the Easter holiday so that she could just play with them. There was a few of her friends, because all kids from different schools and different ages go, but she had a few of her classmates going. And what happens in Supercamp? How is Tom Allen? <laughs> Supercamp. They all come out in feather boas and just sort of just slay. Do you know what I mean? They just come <laughs> home and just slay. They don't take no shit. She's been a lot more catty since she got back, oh, hasn't yeah. she? She's a, the eye roll is on point. They, a whole <laughs> afternoon on eye roll. Super, super cat. No, so they basically go in like groups of like five or six, I think, and there's like a, a person that leads that group all of the same age and they do like lego or plays and sports all different fun Amazing. stuff so there's no Lovely. real like educational stuff it's more fun it's all yeah. i think it's all at ofsted and they're all crb'd up everything's learning at that age rob everything's learning but it's a bit more relaxed and they can wear their own clothes the only thing was we didn't have a packed lunch box for her because she gets school lunches so she doesn't have to take a packed lunch box to school but we had to take make her a packed lunch so we had nothing for her to take so i was like panicked so i found what was, i bought a lunchbox from Costco it was about 25 quid but it's like you could put a leg of lamb in there and it wouldn't defrost right for <laughs> five days it is the coldest like it's soup. it's like a truckers a long distance lorry driver's lunchbox yeah and it's grey and black and it's got zips and you put these freezer things in it would she not have wanted just something with a picture of like Peppa Pig on it yeah I'm sure she would but this was 11pm <laughs> when we remembered she needed a fucking lunchbox so I'll, I'll send you a photo of what I had to do so I gave her this this like lorry driver lunchbox but we had some <laughs> Lego key rings left from when we went Legoland oh nice so I've attached I attached them to the lunchbox as a, as a, a pathetic attempt 
to try and make it look like a fun oh, lunch Rob, box. You're, you're such a good dad. <laughs> look at this thing. It's called Titan Deep Freeze, and it's got it's called Titan Deep Freeze. A watermelon that... head le- Lego man, and I'll put it on Instagram. That's oh my god, that is the bleakest thing. It was so heavy, and then when she got back from school, I said, "How was your lunch?" And she went, "My sandwich was so cold." <laughs> How does it make you colder? Mate, this product, if you want a cold lunch, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know where you need to be going to keep it that cold. Also, it was on the day that it snowed a bit, and I was like, oh, poor lunch. <laughs> so, yeah, I, in the what end. What was in the sandwich, Rob? Just an ham sandwich, mate. Just an just ham, ham sandwich. sandwich. Oh, ble- but I tried to make it more Lego. And, but all the other kids had, like, sparkly unicorn ones and all that. Oh, but she was good at... Oh, I was like, oh, no. And then I was like, did you like your lunch, Rob? She went, that's ugly and so big. <laughs> She was like dragging her down. Bless her. And they're all going, look at the celebrity with his tight and deep freeze lunchbox. He won't, <laughs> he won't have the normal lunchbox like the rest of oh. us, will he? Oh, coming over here with his cold sandwiches. <laughs> I won't eat a hot sandwich, Willie. Daughter of a celeb. Um, but yeah, so anyway, we had to go to like Sainsbury's to buy a, uh, you know, because, you know, shops are only open for essential items. So we went to Sainsbury's to buy a unicorn um, lunchbox at the end, which uh, oh, <laughs> she, nice. she got. But yeah, that nice. was... You know, that panic late at night where it was like, shit, we've got, she's got to have a lunchbox. And I didn't want to just give it to her in a plastic bag yeah, anyway. Yeah. But yeah, so that was quite funny. Oh. And um, I've, oh, I've got a, um, a, a new uh, game I play with uh, the girls. Oh, yeah? When uh, they want an ice cream. Yeah. Lou does this role play thing with the girls where she goes, coming to mummy's ice cream shop. It sounds, it sounds rude when I've said it like that, but it's not. Um, <laughs> she, where she goes to uh, the freezer and says, who would like an ice cream? And then she goes, right, would you like one from that drawer or that drawer? How much money have you got? And does a bit of maths with them. So she says, it's 15 pounds, no, 15 pounds for an ice cream. How much have you got? And they go 20. Well, and then ab- she goes, Lou's absolutely cleaning up. She's yeah. marked that right, ice cream <laughs> I know, right it's, up. it's ridiculous. It's like being in Norway. It's an absolute joke. <laughs> so then she goes, right, how much have you got? And it's 20. And then so they work out what the change is. So she tries to do it educationally, right? So then... She's got a bit bored of doing it though because she does it. After, she has, they love it. She has to do it all the time. So she went, Well, let dad do it. So I did it and I thought, I'll just do it badly so that I don't have to do it again. Oh, do you know lovely. what I mean? Yeah, the classic. So I went in for that like, angry ice cream man where I went, What do you want? Come here. You want ice cream? Hurry up. Hurry up. Get out. Like that. They absolutely love it, Josh. I am. It's quite cathartic because I am being horrible. Oh, I'm just word. shouting at my kids, Lovely. get out, hurry up. Yes. And then I open the ice cream and lick it all and then give it to them like a oh lunatic that runs a shop. Lovely, really but good. Like, but they love it. And, but now I'm like, come here, get away. Who's got my ice cream? Leave. <laughs> no, I what I love, like, Rob, about you is yeah. your range. <laughs> I know, I'm just, but I'm like, this is, but what? <laughs> I, at the start, I was like, I felt mean for doing it, but they are just like, ha ha, ha, because oh, they're like, they know nice. it's safe, because obviously I'm their dad yeah. and I'm not horrible, but they think it's so funny that I'm being mean. Brilliant. But to the point now where it's quite a good way to release energy. Yeah. Because when they're frustrating you, I can just oh, go, yeah. I just say, who wants an ice cream? And I just shout at them and I get Everyone it out and they love cream, it. little shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everyone try this at home and let us know if it goes really badly. That's what I want to know. It's hard to role play angry, but not swear. Because most yeah, people, of course. If you're going, get out of my shop, fuck you. You want to be swearing, but you can't do that. So I'm so, yeah. I sort of like panic improvised. I was like, get, get, leave off you little rat. You can't call your kid a little rat, can you? It's like an episode of the Bill. Yeah, you know, like, they're they not allowed to, to swear. Oh, you, bl- <laughs> you, oh, you, you silly boy, get out of here, <laughs> you absolute knucklehead. Leave off, copper. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> so on that maths thing, Rob, that Lou yeah. does with her kids, when we were about, might not have been about 10 or 11 or whatever, we'd go on holiday, right? A similar but much higher stakes thing that my dad would do with us. So we'd go to a cafe. You know the cafe where you have to go up and tell them what you've had and then you'll pay at the end, right? Yeah. So he'd look at more or less what we'd had and then he'd go, I reckon it's about 20 quid. I'm going to give you 20 quid. Who wants 20 quid? You go up and pay. If it's less, you can keep the difference. If it's more, you've got to pay the difference. Oh, so you've got a bit of pocket money at that age type of yeah. thing. Yeah. So it's so it's a it's a it's a very exciting game, Rob. Yeah. Do you take the gamble? Also, as well, it's good to be good at maths because exactly because then you can earn. Because if you're not good at maths, it's just a 50 50 in it. Exactly. But also, you always knew he was never going to make you pay the difference. Oh, really? Right. Yeah. He, do you know what? He never went through with the punishment. That was the problem, Rob. That was the problem. But it was a very exciting game. Well, my, my dad always used to forget his wallet. If my mum wasn't there, he, he used to leave the house like the queen. He'd never have his wallet on. And my mum always was in charge of the money. I remember once my dad took us to the cinema when we was about 15, 16. Yeah. And he didn't have any money. <laughs> so what did you do? Well, like, I think I was working at Sadie, so I just paid. Yeah. And I was like, I'm paying for my dad. I'm 16. I should be paying for my dad to go to the cinema. But then when we got home, he gave me the money, obviously. But I'm at the time. When, and also, I was only ever allowed to go on a Tuesday. No, to be fair, that, that is unfair. We did go other times. But he used to love taking us on a Tuesday afternoon to Bexley Eve because it was like three quid each. It was a cheap day. But we did go other times. I'm not I'm not having to go with my dad here because they do listen in bed, weirdly. Um, but I remember that moment where he just didn't have his wallet on him. I was like, all right, okay, we'll just, I'll, I'll just pay that tomorrow. I did that this week, Rob. I had a nightmare. Well, not a nightmare. No wallet. I, I did, when was the last, I never have cash. Do you ever have cash? Well, there's a, there's a kebab shop near me that only takes cash, which I oh, find right. so annoying. Yeah. Like, come on. Who's lads. only taking cash? That's well, the yeah. wrong way around to do it. <laughs> I know. And then he, I know he's got a card machine underneath the thing. And then sometimes he lets me pay card. And then sometimes he's like, no, cash only. I'm like, what's going on here, mate? He's filing his accounts. He sold three kebabs all year. Exactly. <laughs> three kebabs. But yeah, for some reason, 20 people <laughs> queuing up outside to share them. Yeah. So I borrowed uh, 20 quid off the researcher on this um, on this show. Oh, that's a low moment. Well, <laughs> I didn't know what to I needed to buy something. What, okay, you need to buy something. So you had no money on you at all? No, no money. Wallet. I was in a, in a village. I had no money. And I was just Where like, was your wallet? No card? What? Who just needs cash? It was a... Well, you're not going to believe what it was, Rob. What was it? What did you buy, mate? It was a... Um, it was... <laughs> this is, sounds so lame. It was a commemorative mug from a church that we were filming in. Oh, come on, mate. <laughs> Josh, mate. You're not 40 yet. Like, you're, what, I'm close. <laughs> you're a mug away. I'm a mug away. A commemorative mug from a church. Okay. But did you want the mug or did you do it because you're the bloke off the telly and you're in the church and you feel like you had to do something? No, I did I did want the mug because the mug has... Um... I just gave you an opportunity to get out of this. <laughs> no, but I don't want... To... What if the church warden's listening, Rob? <laughs> they don't have podcasts, mate, do they? <laughs> Does God listen to podcasts? There's no rule in the Bible against podcasts. Mate, all I'm saying is if you listen back to this, you know, in reverse, there's some really dodgy messages from Satan. <laughs> Um, but do do that because it still counts as a listen. Yeah, exactly. It still counts. It doesn't take it off, does it? Like reversing a car takes <laughs> off the miles. It's not like that. Is it? Anyway, so you got the mug. You got. You had to borrow twenty quid for a mug. Was it twenty quid for the mug, or was it like a donation for a mug? Uh, well, I thought I'd give them the the twenty quid. Well, yeah, it's not your money. Go it's for not it. my money. And then the producer texted me the day before the final day and was like, "Just to remind you, you haven't paid back that twenty quid." <gasps> 
Oh my god, that is the that is an awful, awful text message. Yeah. How many days had it been? It'd only been two days. Oh, tell that producer to get his fucking nose out. I suppose they'd probably protect. Well, no, because it was the last day, wasn't it? Oh, so you're not going to see him? Oh, yeah, because yeah, you yeah, may so have forgot. Never... And you don't want to send twenty quid in the post like a nan. Gave him the twenty quid back, and I was honest. I said, "I'll be honest. Uh, I've been reminded about this." And uh, he he looked disappointed. He said, "I was sitting on a really good anecdote there. If you hadn't paid me back." That's the thing. The anecdote is better than the money. The anecdote is better than the money. We could have both won. Who have you met in telly that's a wanker? <laughs> well, <laughs> let me. I wouldn't call him a wanker. Oh, he was. A, he had a salty story and a half. He was sitting on. Oh, absolute mug full of salt. Mug full of commemorative church salt. <laughs> Holy salt that would have been. Holy salt. Uh, Holy Rob, salt. <laughs> I'm gonna say what I want you to do, Rob. Yeah. is when we're both uh, back in our normal jobs of being on TV, the first one that can get the phrase holy salt into a TV show as a kind of holy salt. Well, next time I come on Last Leg, yeah. I, we need to have a competition who can say it the most. Okay. <laughs> right. Not the first. Not the first, the most. The most. Okay. Uh, but if you get called out on it, it's yeah. over. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's, that's going to happen next series. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or we do a double interview on something. Yeah. Lorraine, absolutely sort her off. A poor old Lorraine. She's going to get seasoned, mate. <laughs> do you want, Rob? Yeah. Uh, now, last week, you told us about your oregano. Oh, my old oregano? Yeah. Old oregano from 2011. <laughs> yeah. I asked for some old things. We have got some astonishing emails, Rob. What, of old stuff they found in cupboards? Yeah. Because that chocolate, wasn't it? The, the present you were going to send for Christmas 2018. From, from 2016. The chocolate <laughs> <laughs> went off in March 2016. Okay, what we got? Okay, Rob. Strap yeah. in. Okay, Rob, I'm going to send you this image uh, first. You can see that? Here we go. Yes, it's um, Superfoods Natural Almond Essential Oil, is it? Is it an oil? It's or almond or? essence for, almond for baking. Almond essence. Okay, for bacon. Yeah, what are we talking? I don't have kids yet, and I'm only 23. However, enjoy listening to both of your stories of parenting trials and tribulations. Uh, amidst the recent Easter baking, we discovered that my mum has some armoured essence in the cupboard with the best before date of 1995. Jesus! <laughs> Which was before I was born. Oh, my God. It's, that's like an antique. <laughs> it looks old as well, doesn't it? It does. We later found out that this is the same almond essence she's been using for all her almond-flavoured bakes since. No. Yeah. Her cakes taste like the 90s. <laughs> yeah, I love it, Rob. I bloody love it. <laughs> okay. 95, that is so funny. Uh, um, what a feature. Uh, so this How is the fuck have we managed to do this as a feature in a parenting podcast? I'm not going to lie, Rob. It's going gonna, it's gonna to run more than one week the way it's going. <laughs> uh, the irony is this feature will become out of date and we will carry on. <laughs> yeah, Rob's 2011 oregano. Well, I think I can safely say my mum and dad can beat that. They're currently having their kitchen refurbished again in the house they moved into in 1998. My dad decided it was time for a cupboard clean-out. Send me some pictures of a couple of items. First, we have red coloured quick gel mix, which is jelly. Best before date, May 1999. It was actually after the 95 vanilla essence, doesn't feel that bad, does it? Well, Rob? the thing is, you've got to go, you've got to escalate up. Yeah. You, you've, well, done, you've, you've slightly, you've, we should have gone well, have jelly I, then on. Or have oh. I, because they found a second item. Okay, sorry, sorry, to, sorry to judge. Sorry to. You'd like to, to just to, read to, out this item. Okay, we have got. Oh, so Sainsbury's Red Quick Setting Gel Mix. 
June 1993. It's June 1993. And it's still got like pre... Is that like, like pre-European Union measurements? <laughs> it's, it's, it's now come back in because it's post-Brexit, pre-Brexit. Look at that. Look at that. So also, I'm 41. Why is it not called jelly? Red quick in gel mix. What the fuck is that? What was going on in the 90s? I'm sure it was called jelly when I was a kid, wasn't it? I'm 41, meaning I was 14 when the gel mix went out of date. Because I've never <laughs> seen it before. They've got two different gel mixes. Simon adds, as mentioned previously, we moved into the house in 1998. So the gel mix was five years out of date when it was packed for the move. I've <laughs> <laughs> just got a vision of an early 90s mum with massive hair, big bright denim jeans. Should we pop the jelly in? We like jelly, don't we? Yeah. Pop it in. <laughs> jelly doesn't go off. Jelly takes ages to go yeah. off. It's just sugar, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's all right. I mean, I can't, I can't endorse that. Obviously, I'd but... eat it. My dad would eat it. Yeah, my dad takes pride in eating out of date stuff to show how strong his gut yeah, is. Yeah, totally. Um, oh, wow. Uh, this is an email, um, email title that uh, maybe you wouldn't want to Google. Twenty-five-year-old baps. <laughs> <laughs> it's a. Bit- it's a bit of harmless fun, that kind of humour, isn't it, Rob? Could have, could have been a worse number before that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, me and my wife bought a chest freezer from Facebook Marketplace from an older gent in the village. Oh, I just, a chest freezer, it's definitely, I just, I would worry that a body had been in it at some yeah. point. A chest freezer. Any <laughs> other fridge or freezer, I'd buy off Marketplace, but a, fr- a deep freeze. A chest freezer, yeah. A chest it's- freezer. Who's ever used that other than to store a body? Unless you're selling ice creams in a in a kind of convenience store. A lot of people have them in the garage, don't they? Like yeah, preppers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> preppers. When we arrived to pick it up, he said, just have whatever's inside for free. Whoa, no, clear it out, you doddery old <laughs> bastard. Fucking <laughs> hell. How heavy is that freezer? Not one to turn down a freebie. I happily oh, accepted no. and, and looked forward to seeing what treats we had in store. Come on. Nah, you can't come on, people. Just... They didn't eat it, did they? After finding some classics, chicken dippers, potato waffles. Doesn't say if you did or didn't eat it. That sounds like the age. An unopened bag, I probably would have a go at. Anything half open, no. But I'm not above eating a chicken dipper I've bought off Facebook Marketplace. (laughs) I saw some bread popping out from through the bottom. On closer inspection, they were from Safeway. You may remember Rob's Safeway uh, ended in the early 2000s. They got bought out by Morrison's. They did. The BAPS had the use-by date, August 1994. This was 2016, and I don't have the heart to throw them away, so they're still proudly frozen at the bottom of the freezer. (laughs) 25-year-old Babs! (laughs) Jesus, wet. But I suppose once you've had them that long, it's quite funny. How long can you keep it? Exactly, exactly. I've got a magazine, an Arsenal official monthly magazine with David Platt on the cover from 1995 that I've just kept because I just convinced myself at some point it'd be worth a million pounds. It's never going to be worth that no. one magazine. No. Probably worth about eight quid on eBay. Yeah, I, I, I never look at those old sticker albums you've you've completed on eBay, Rob, because no. they're a lot cheaper than you think they're going to be. I know, without the, the, the sadness of taking your swaps on the circuit. Oh, with God. Your... Um, that was great. Have you got any I, more? I've got some more, Rob. Yes. Have we got the, the one that Michael sent straight away? Can I will finish that on one? that one. Okay. Yeah, because that is amazing. <laughs> we have to finish on that one. Um, there's a couple more, but they're so good. Let's just... Right, so my parents, who shall remain nameless, okay, I decided to announce proudly that they'd made mince pies in 2019. Mm. Uh, this was unusual, as they barely cook in the oven, as they've needed a new one for years. 
After chatting to them, they were telling us through tears how delicious they tasted and that they used a ready-made jar of Robertson's mincemeat. They then discovered, to our horror, that the date on the jar of mincemeat was 1996. Oh, my God. This jar was 23 years old, and they'd eaten it. Oh! Honestly, we're used to eating jars of cans that were two or three years out of date. They even decided to write to Robertson's customer service <laughs> to let them know they'd eaten the mincemeat and how delicious it was after 23 years. Oh, so I think they should change the advice. Robertson's wrote back and said they were glad they enjoyed it, but wouldn't recommend eating anything out of date. Oh, boomers are built different, aren't they? 23 years. They will eat stuff out of date as a matter of pride, talk about rationing, and then sit in the sun until their body resembles a fake Louis Vuitton bag. (laughs) They love it. They love being brown and being proved right. Boomers. (laughs) One more, Rob. Yeah, mate. Thank you for getting us through various lockdowns with your brilliant podcast. I'm a mum of two boys, aged five and seven. Sorry, I know what it is. And I'm, it's, I'm already laughing. On, no, sorry. this isn't the one from Michael. Oh, okay. Right. This is one more before Michael. More, okay. <laughs> All right, let's do it. I don't know this one. This is this is quite a poignant one. Oh, okay. Not sure if you were serious when you suggest we send photos of our old cupboard contents. Couldn't resist sending you the attached. My grandfather passed away in 2005. Whilst we were clearing out his larder, we found a half-used jar of Bovril, best before 1993. That jar now lives in the back of my kitchen cupboard. Oh. I'm not sure why I didn't throw it away. It's moved house with us twice. Looking forward to celebrating his 30th birthday in two years' time. Oh, that's quite nice. It's nice, isn't it? You sort of think, why not wash it out and then have it as like a jar? Like, but then I suppose that's weird. I thought you were going to say and put the ashes in there, Rob. No. <laughs> oh, what am going to say that. <laughs> uh, that. But the problem is you will have to, that will be passed down to someone. Yeah. You're just passing the problem on to someone because then when when you get to like really old and then they you pass on and then your grandkids find that Bovril from 93. Oh, yeah. It becomes the fucking Bovril heirloom. Yeah. And then oh, when gosh. they marry someone when they're older and they go, why is this fucking old Bovril in here? You go, can't. It's me dead granddads <laughs> and mums. Fuck's sake. Yeah, just leave it in the corner. Till at the end, the world's ended because of all the wet cardboard and uh, all that's left is a jar of Bovril. Before you know it, another lockdown. Now you might be scooping that onto a bit of bread. <laughs> exactly. Well, granddad's bovril's coming to his own. Granddad's bovril sounds disgusting. <laughs> I think fucking yeah. bowl of granddad's bovril. <laughs> Do you want to describe what Michael sent to us? Yes, I'll describe that. So Michael <laughs> has sent a old product that's been found in the fridge. It's Velcro, um, and it doesn't look that old, really, old does Velcro. it? It doesn't. It, it hasn't because Velcro doesn't really go off, does no, it? <laughs> not to my knowledge. It goes a bit. Um, if you use it too much, it goes a bit. Fluffy, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, but if you've never used it, I think it no. would it would be fine for first use in, you know, 10 times. You know, it's got a 15 kilogram weight limit on it, this Velcro. Anyway, the thing that ages it quite badly is in the corner, there's a celebrity endorsement <laughs> with Sir Jimmy Savile. <laughs> I don't think you need to give him Sir, Rob. Well, they've given him Sir. I'm only <laughs> reading what's on the packaging, Josh. <laughs> I think that's been rescinded, but that... Or horrible old nonce says, win a real fix it, sponsoring Velcro. Oh I mean, my word, oh that is an out of date product, that isn't is, it? isn't it? Can you? Um, details inside, purchase required. The t- oh my God, yeah. Do you know what it reminds me of? Do you remember Jim will mix it? Yeah, that to change their name, didn't they? That to the, change the, their name. The cement mixing company. They stuck they, with it quite a long time before they. they... Re- I mean, yeah, I mean, you, yeah, that, that, that should have just been called mix it. It's not going to blow over, guys. It's not going to blow over. Don't. Did they change it? What did they change it to? I think it's just called Mix It now. Yeah, not. T- you can't go Tim. No, you can't go Tim or Mix It. It still has implications. The the phrase. 
Oh, God, um, yeah, but they, they had it a long time. They, uh, they did change it, though, so good on them. But, yeah, and Velcro, I imagine Velcro want to distance themselves from that campaign. Good on them. Do you know what, Rob? I'm going to say it, though. As a protest, I haven't used Velcro since. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I have, because I didn't know at that point. That was pre the information being released. And as far as I'm concerned, Velcro's a great product. <laughs> okay, well, it's good to have balance between us, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, That's exactly. Obviously, I don't endorse anything that their celebrity endorsement endorses, <laughs> but as a product, forget the celebrity endorsement aside, the criminal endorsement, I should say, aside, yeah, yeah. It, does, it does stick well. Yeah, I mean, it's no granddad's bovril, but... No, but if you want a pair of shoes holding on to someone who can't do up their laces, I wouldn't recommend anything else. <laughs> Hey, Fever, don't panic. Do you, um, want, do you want a quick present from one of the last presents, Rob? Yeah, let's have from a present his, and then... Um... This one's to someone called Rob. Oh! What have I got? Uncle Rob. Let's, Uncle Rob. Let's say this is for you, Rob. Let's oh, yeah. say it's for you. Okay. And Even it is. For Rose's cousin, isn't it? Not on a... Rose's uncle, yeah. Uncle, uncle, sorry. Uncle Rob. What's Uncle Rob? Uncle Rob. Uncle Rob. It's chocolates, Rob. No, when from? Oh, no, they don't look good, Rob. Best before 2016 as well. <laughs> no way! <laughs> Poor old Uncle Rob. Rose. So that's two out of dirty boxes of chocolates. I didn't think this could get any worse for Rose. Not only has she not sent them, what she was sending was an absolute pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> no offence, Rose, but no. come on. Because what you know is not only has she not cared about the chocolates and looked at when they're from, they are obviously something that you guys have been given that she didn't want to eat. Well, Hotel Chocolat isn't even open anymore, is it? I think they were no, one the of the business. No, the I think the place... But this was bought years ago. This was bought years ago. She's not bought them out of date. She's found no. them and, and wrapped them up. And, and I'm going to say it, Rob. You know when chocolates get that kind of pale, oh, old Pale look. white colour on it. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're self-dusting. They're self-dusting. They are self-dusting. You've got, you got yourself a packet of self-dusting chocolates, Josh. Exactly. Um... If you have any, we won't do as many each week, but we, we, we could we could do a couple we'll do, each week, yeah, couldn't we? A couple of good ones, can't we? I don't I don't think you uh, hit a seam this rich and just leave it like that. Never quit <laughs> the hit, Rob. Um, now, Rob. Yes. I suppose we more or less come to the end, haven't we? Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, we could do some uh, shout outs to businesses, and then um, we'll um, we'll see you on Friday with Faye Ripley. Faye Ripley on Friday. You call her Ripples? The old Rip- the Ripley, the talented Mrs. Ripley. The talented Mrs. Ripley. My my opposing captain on Paul Sinha's TV showdown. She's so. Do you know what I get with Faye Ripley every time? I can't believe that she hasn't got a Mancunian accent. Do you know what? She's an actress. I know, Rob. And she's an. Bloody good one. And every time I see you, I can't believe you're not an angry ice cream man. <laughs> well, you know, give it a few years, I might be. <laughs> okay, Josh, we've got some small business shout outs. Yeah. Um, here we go. Hi, Rob and Josh. I'm such a big fan of the show. I listen every week on my way to my gluten-free and vegan sourdough bakery. Yes, count me in. This is Stiff Neck Central. Yeah, you absolutely. They, they actually can't use the walls on the sides to display products because people's <laughs> necks are so stiff as they go in, Rob. Has to be eye levels by level, mate, and that's the only <laughs> way around it. Um, to be fair, I've, I've actually I've actually had bread from this place. It's good because I can't eat wheat. I get a massive bloated stomach. And I don't are you gluten-free, Rob? Um, I, I, like, yeah, no wheat. I, I can eat gluten, so it's not that severe. But if I have, if I have a, if I had a wheat baguette, right, my stomach will go absolutely massive, like I'm pregnant. And then when I go to a toilet, I'm there for ages, and it's disgusting. Oh, That's what I'm saying word. on the matter. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of blokes that have that, but are oblivious because it's the lager. Anyway, so um, I love to give a shout out to my small business, our amazing team. We've been working so hard through uh, all of lockdown to bake and deliver gluten-free sourdough bread all over the UK. Our zero waste bakery has been supporting local schools with free breakfast for the many children. Oh. 
children oh. from struggling families that unfortunately come to school having no breakfast. Our website is www.mygfbakery.com. Mygfbakery.com. I can't wait until our 22-month-old has their own pom-pom jar. That's Rana from my gluten-free uh, bakery. Mygfbakery.com. It's actually pretty good, um, that stuff. I've had to have it before, so I can endorse that one. Um, can endorse it. Wheat belly. And um, what have you got, Josh? Hello. Could you give me a shout out? Yes. I have a business making furniture out of reclaimed wood. It's all eco-friendly finishes that are pet-friendly and child-friendly. Oh. It's made from scaffold boards and pallet wood. www.recut.co. He's put not co.uk or .com. .com. www.recut.co. Oh, Facebook God. and Instagram at Recut Co. Good luck to the small businesses out there. It's hard work, but, you know, yes. keep, pl- keep chugging along. We will put them all on the Instagram. We will do that. At some Sorry, point, but, you know, yeah. come on. We're busy people, aren't we? I've got pictures of Savile to put up on the Instagram. Exactly. We won't put them up on the same day as the Savile one. We don't want guilt by association. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Josh, um, let's speak on Friday before Favourite Plea episode. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye.